This is Love Foundation Christian Center Podcast, a place to find God's love. From wherever you're listening, we hope that today's message inspires and encourages you. Enjoy the message. Hallelujah. Nothing will stop my praise. (laughs) In this house, nothing will stop our praise. And everyone that steps into this place, Thank you, Lord. We praise you, Lord. We praise you, Father God. We thank you for that shout. We remember that as the shouted that the walls of Jericho fell down flat. So we know that even as we have shouted this morning, that every obstacle, every stumbling block disappears in the name of Jesus. Hallelujah. Praise the Lord. Thank you, fresh anointing. Hallelujah. Glory to God. Yeah, you can keep shouting. Hallelujah. Actually, during prayer prayer this morning, you know, you know, you know that giving is part of worship, right? Giving is a major part of worship. That's why we have to give. We have to give willingly. We have to give it all our hearts. We have to give joyfully. Remember when Jesus was born? The first thing that happened, offering. Offering. As part of the worship, the people, they brought an offering unto God. Amen? Amen. And God has certain laws and principles of, of increase. Because God wants us to increase, right? So this morning as we're praying though, I mean I had some of these things that I wanted to share with us. You know, we have certain laws of increase, of saving 20% and making your savings work for you and staying away from debt. Thank God that we had some of that this morning. But one of the things that the Spirit of God laid in my heart this morning as we're praying, he said, tell my people to come back to the place of joy. He says, don't forget joy. He says, because, and we're going to look at some of the scriptures. It's so interesting that the notebook that I had wrote those things down, I took the wrong one. But it's a good thing that it's in my spirit. The scriptures are in my spirit. <laughs> Praise the Lord. Sometimes it's just out of bad habit that we just keep looking at the stuff. And instead of allowing the Holy Ghost flow, right? Not that there's anything wrong with looking at it anyway. But he says to remind us that it is with joy that we draw from the wells of salvation. That's the reason why the enemy is always trying to steal your joy. And that's why I was happy with the fresh anointing on points today, just talking about the joy of the Lord and, and really getting into, into, getting into it in joy. This is not something that we just come to church to say. This, is, this should be a lifestyle. The Bible says that peace and joy comes in believing. And so immediately we sense that something is trying to steal our joy. We need to rebel, revolt against it, quickly turn around, change your mind. And begin to look for that joy and draw it out. Because the Bible tells us that that's the only way that you get the benefits of salvation. And it began to tell us about the fact that God is our salvation. Amen. Put up Joel 1 from verse 12. So this is part of the laws of increase that you keep your joy intact. You want to increase, you keep your joy intact. We're going to look at some of those scriptures. Um, Joel chapter 1 verse 12. We're going to look at... um, Isaiah 12, I believe it's 3. We're going to look at Nehemiah 8.10. Praise the Lord. Hallelujah. He says that the vine is dried up and the fig tree languisheth, 
the pomegranate tree, the palm tree also, and the apple tree, even all the trees of the field are weeded. I like the King James Version. Praise the Lord. Now, you may say, what has the vine got to do with me, the fig tree, the, the blah, blah? Although they were agriculturists, right? They were farmers and all of that. But if the bank account is dried up, <laughs> if there's no job, there's no business coming in, same thing he's talking about. He says, even all the trees of the field, he said, wherever your source of income, where God is our source, wherever the, the avenues comes from. He says, if you see withering, he says they are withered because joy is withered away from the sons of men. Now, if you look at some translations, some translations don't put it like that, but I believe that this is the correct translation. And I, there's another witness in Nehemiah 8, 12. Amen. So let's look at putting Nehemiah 8.12 up there. Because the Bible says, go. He says, eat, eat uh, sweet, good food. Drink sweet drinks. Relax. Enjoy yourself. Praise the Lord. It's a good day. How many of us know we are in a good season? Yeah. We are in a season of the blessed. And God wants us to continually keep our attention on it. Look, it doesn't matter what you have to do. Whether you, have to, you are walking or you are strategizing or you are, you know, balancing your accounts. is not adding up. So what? Why should that stop you from enjoying your life and rejoicing? It's just a matter of time. It's going to change. Let's not waste life. Hallelujah. Some people are wasting, wasting life, waiting for that time when they will get to that. The enemy will keep keeping it far from you. Today, right now, we are supposed to. It's Nehemiah 8, 12, 10, I said, please. You know, sometimes you think you said something, right? But maybe that's not what I said. He says, then he said unto them, go your way, eat the fat and drink the sweet. <laughs> I like this part. And send portions unto them for whom nothing is prepared. For this day is holy unto our Lord. Neither be ye sorry, for the joy of the Lord is your strength. Amen. Hallelujah. So that means that how is this connected to the, to the joy that we just read? It says because their joy withered away, that's why they were not able to produce anymore. So if you keep the joy, the joy of, your, of the Lord being your strength means that the joy of the Lord is your ability to see, to hear, and to implement. But the enemy always wants to try to take it so that you can't see because where there is sadness, there is darkness. Can't see nothing. You are hearing all the right words, but can't hear nothing. It's not going down in your spirit. It's not producing anything because you're allowing sadness or the circumstances, situation get in there. He says, no, he says, rejoice for the joy of the Lord is your strength. He says that if you allow sadness to come, if you allow frustrations and depressions and all of that, what's going to happen is that you're going to, it's going to steal from you, even that which you have already produced. But when you keep your joy... In the Lord. And I like what the psalmist says. You can put up Psalm, Psalm uh, 37 verse 4. The psalmist says in Psalm 37 verse 4. He says, delight yourself in the Lord. Hallelujah. Delight yourself in the Lord. And he will grant you the desires of your heart. Delight yourself. Rejoice in God. Be joyful in God. You know, the first place of wealth is for us to use as service unto God. So that means that even though I may not have that fast car that I want right now, that big house, but I have a seed. I have an offering. I have something that can advance the kingdom of God. I'm rejoicing. Hallelujah. It may not be as big as an amount that I want right now, 
But guess what? I have it. I have life in me that I can speak to someone. I'm rejoicing. I'm delighting myself in that little thing that I can see around. And as I begin to acknowledge and be thankful for the little things, guess what? It begins to increase. Because one of the things that you immediately know when there is no joy is unthankfulness has set in. You have forgotten that God has done so many other things. You've forgotten that he woke you up this morning. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. But we will not forget. We will not forget and we rejoice in the Lord our God. He is our salvation. Hallelujah. And God is saying to us, don't forget the joy. Don't forget the joy. We can let's let's look at let's just look at um uh Isaiah 12. You know, actually, I think it's this scripture that we can even read everything, but not today. You can go read it later on. Put up put up Isaiah 12 there. Hallelujah. <laughs> Woo! Glory, 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 glory. <laughs> glory to God. Put verse 3. Let's go to verse 3. It says that. Okay, let's start from verse 1. Let's start from verse 1. It's not bad. And in that day thou shalt say, O Lord, I will praise thee. Though thou wast angry with me, thine anger is turned away, and thou comfortest me. Behold, God is my salvation. Tell the person by you. Say, God is my salvation. salvation. So I will trust and not be afraid. afraid. See, one of the things that steals people's joy is fear. I will not be afraid of what tomorrow holds. He holds my future. My future is stable, secure. Hallelujah. He says, because God is my salvation, I will trust and not be afraid. For the Lord Jehovah is my strength. And what is he? My song. He's my song. That means it doesn't matter what is going on. Because I have God, I can sing. He's the source of my song. It's not because good things are happening that I sing. We've got it all wrong like they were telling us in the choir today. We got it all wrong. We sing many times because, oh, I got a new car. Woo-hoo. Yes, that is an added one. But we sing because Jehovah is our song. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. <laughs> Glory to God. The Bible says that God dwells in the praises of his people. So if you want to see your circumstance and your situation, sing, change, sing. Rejoice in God. Like somebody says, sing to it. Jehovah is the Lord. He has dealt with you. You have become a plane, you mountain. Off before. You are a done deal. Jehovah is my song. It's my strength. It's my song. The Bible says that he also has become my salvation. What is salvation? Salvation, spirit, soul, body, everything you need. He has kept you. He's your protection, your life, everything. That this world has to throw at you that may be negative is your salvation from it. Every lack is your salvation from lack. He says he's become my salvation. Let's go to verse 3. Therefore, with joy shall ye draw water out of the wells of salvation. Hallelujah. So if it's become our salvation and he says that Jehovah is our song, if we want to manifest healing, deliverance, and finances to see, and we know that we talked about the fact that when we are rejoicing and all of these things, our eyes are open to see the solutions. That's the purpose, one of the purposes of this song. Apart from rejoicing that God is good and all of that, one of the things that it happens is that it helps your eyes to be open for you to see. 
And one of the purpose of sadness and the discouragement that the enemy tries to bring is to cause you to be blind. To begin to look at all the other things. But he says, keep your eyes on me. Because that's where light is. He's light. He's light. Hallelujah. When you keep your eyes on him, you will see. You see things. Let's read. I think we can read up to verse 6 in this one. We always read that three. He said, and in that day shall ye say, praise the Lord, call upon his name, declare his doings among the people, make mention that his name is exalted. Sing unto the Lord, for he had done excellent things. This is known in all the earth. Cry out and shout, thou habitant of Zion, for great is the Holy One of Israel in the midst of thee. Is he great in our midst? He's absolutely awesomely, gorgeously great in our midst. Amen? And you know, one of the things as I round up this morning, Jesus said something in, in Matthew 6, 29, I believe. He said, you can't save God and mammon. You can't save God and mammon. If everything that we do about our finances, and you know, we're talking about the fact that many times when the finances are not going right, it's like sadness wants to creep in. It says, if that's where your source of joy is, if every time you receive, God is not put as number one, you are serving mammon. That's the difference. Everybody goes to work, hopefully. Praise the Lord. We work, we do business, we do whatever it is for income. The difference between knowing how you know the person who is serving God and the one who is serving mammon is that they bring their tithes and they bring their offerings. They put God as number one. And that is all about delighting yourself in the Lord. Putting God as number one is delighting yourself in the Lord. He says you can't serve God and mammon. And then you keep, if you keep reading, there are so many things in between where he gets to Matthew 6.33. And he says, seek first the kingdom of God and his righteousness. And every other thing shall be added unto you. He gives us the key of, to increase. He says, make God number one. So that means in that negative situation, still make God number one with singing and rejoicing. In that situation where it looks like, oh, I don't know if my, my, the bills are adding up. He says, still make God number one by bringing your tithes and your offerings. He says, seek God first. And he says, let me tell you something. Everything else will be added unto you. And you know what? I, I just began to meditate on, it, meditate on it again when I, when I looked at that. About the fact that he said everything else will fall into place. So it's not limited to your bank account. The bank account being fat. It's not the most important thing in life. I hope you all know. (laughs) Praise the Lord. Because you can have a fat bank account and be depressed, be sick, can't get out of town, can't do nothing because have a, a, a broken home and all of this stuff. That's not what God wants for us. And that's why he said, don't run after the money. Seek me first. Put me number one. As number one. Rejoice in me. Delight in me. I know you walk 24-7. But after you've walked 24-7, 
Let me see the proof of that love with your tithes, with your offerings. Otherwise, at the end of the day, it's all mammon. You know, I believe that one of the reasons that God is reminding us about these things is because we are getting into wealth, serious wealth, and the foundation needs to be solid. We have to start rejoicing now whether we have the millions or not, whether the account book is balancing or not. We have to start sowing now, even when it looks like we have little. Because it gets more difficult when you have to bring out a million dollars as tithe and offering. Some people try to say, oh, no, no, no. When, when, oh, yeah, uh-huh. With the bigger the, the, the offering begins to get, the seed, the tithe, the offering, that's when you begin to know where your heart has really been all this while. When your tithe was just one dollar, okay, just give one dollar. By the time it starts to increase and your tithe becomes a thousand, two thousand, five thousand, twenty, you begin to uh, is this scriptural? So now we solidify. We reinforce that which we have believed. And we practice it. Because great is coming. Manifestation of greatness is coming. And we are preparing. We are preparing. Let's rise up on our feet this morning. Hallelujah. Can somebody rejoice in the house this morning? Glory to God. Woo! Hallelujah. Hallelujah.